This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everyone. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, News Talk 830 WCCO. Some of the breaking news taking place right now involves Kevin McCarthy. No, he will not become the Speaker of the House on the 12th ballot, but he has picked up a number of the no Kevin votes after uh, lengthy, lengthy, lengthy negotiations. You still have the hardliners, the goofball caucus, who will never vote for Kevin McCarthy, Boebert, Gates, etc. But... Chip Roy, Scott Perry, and others who had not voted for McCarthy a single time have voted for him. So uh, Jim Jordan getting four votes, Representative Hearn getting three votes. He's not even there because his mother passed away. So that's some of the breaking news which is taking place. We'll talk more about that with one of our favorites, the great Major Garrett, when he's with us at... 1235, another one of the previously never Kevins has now voted for McCarthy. So making progress still short. We are going to talk about the snow two ways. One, we had a big get-together last night, Harrigan. Sure did. What would you think of it? It was fun. I I enjoyed it. I'm glad we went. I am too. I I will admit, uh, the two of us and Carter, we started at Dan Kelly's. And it's really tough for us to get to Dan Kelly's. We just walked downstairs. It's nice to have a bar slash restaurant in the building where you work. I don't think we use it enough. Now, they don't open until 3. I wish they'd work. I wish they'd open up to noon for selfish purposes. I now that we've gone down there drinking more, <laughs> but you know they're aligned now with old uh, with Broadway Pizza. Yeah, how about that? That works. I'd be banging out some uh, Broadway Pizza. That'd be okay. So we went there. Then we went to uh, Stanley's. Good crowd. Uh, uh, took a picture. I've never looked better. I stood right behind Mark Fry. And I don't think you can see me at all in the Vanita picture. I'm there. <laughs> I saw the photo, and I, I, I was wondering what happened to you if you snuck out and ran to the restroom or just hid mm-hmm. behind everybody. 
I just stood right behind Mark Fromm. <laughs> I just stood right there. So I thought maybe you could see my ear, but I think that's Mark's. I think I think Mark has an ear on his left and right side <laughs> of his head. So, yeah, we had fun at Stanley's. But what stood out to me is just the parking around the area. You, of course, had to brag how you found like a, uh, a parking spot like literally right in front of the door. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, you have the A. I mean, you and Stanley must be tight. It's it's not a huge lot, and that's why I called ahead and said, "Hey, I'm about three minutes away. Whoever's parked yeah, there, tell them to move and uh, get they, them out." Stan. They pulled out yeah. right as I pulled in. It was just phenomenal. Yes, it was good. We had fun. Uh, but I did talk with some of the folks in the area, and then I did talk to a couple of my friends who live in Minneapolis, and they are so ticked about the plowing this week. Even now. They're still ticked off about the plow. Now, a lot of the suburbs and the highways are totally fine and have been for a few days. But if you want to gripe and yell and scream and you live in Minneapolis and St. Paul and you're sitting there, I mean, the folks, the two guys I talked to, Right in Northeast, Stanley's. They both said that area hasn't been plowed since Thanksgiving. It's as if it's the area Minneapolis has forgot. Hot, trendy, hoity-toity Northeast. Shouldn't forget any area. So where is the time to rip them more? Because we were talking about the other day about uncle and what's fair criticism. If you're not seeing anybody for months, Harrigan, and it's Friday, and these folks were just out in the street themselves. I mean, I parked down that road. I didn't have the Harrigan spot. I had no idea where the street started, where the yard started. Was I in the middle of the road? Was I on the side of the road? <laughs> uh, so good luck to those folks and embarrassing for the city of Minneapolis if they're just forgetting areas for weeks and weeks. So if you want to get your gripe on right now and you live in the city or you want to comment on this, hey, text and call right now, 651-461-9226. But here's another one. So... Multiple schools didn't have school for multiple days, right? And again, I ripped the ones the other day where we knew this storm was coming and they were sending kids home two hours or sending them home after they already were there. They knew the storm was coming and now we're going to send them home two hours later. I thought that was just idiotic. You knew this was coming. Don't even have them at school. But I'm not here for the folks who are saying, we don't want any the option of online learning. If you don't want your kids to be a part of it, that's you. I don't doubt, let me be crystal clear, I don't doubt how challenging this. Live with it, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a special needs son. And the the teachers, let's just be honest, during COVID in particular for special ed. It was a hit-and-miss situation. We had more hits, I'll be clear. We had one individual 
who I have no idea what in the hell he was doing. No matter how many times all the parents were saying, this isn't working at all. But it's nowhere near as good as in person. It just isn't. We know we knew that before. We know it living through it. But it's better than nothing, in my view. So if it's too impossible for you, I get it. But to say it never should be offered, come on. What if, I mean, what if it was three days? What if it was four days? I think on this one, it should be offered up by the schools. And then you make the call. You don't want your kids to be part of it? They, they're, they're too young, they can't figure it out, and you have to work? Fine. Can schools deviate what they're doing knowing not as many kids are going to be a part of it? Absolutely. But to say it should not ever be offered as an option, I think, is uh, foolish. It's Luddite-like. I mean, we do have this thing called the Internet. I don't think I'm breaking news on that. So on those two topics, where do you stand? Minneapolis and St. Paul, enough. Get it done or you're still very patient. (laughs) Let's say the two individuals I talked to last night and a few friends in Minneapolis today, uh, they weren't exuding patience. I can assure you that. And do you think schools should just say, we're not doing a damn thing? Old school, it's a snow day. And if you're saying that, for how long? How long would that last, by the way? Why don't we take advantage of the technology we have? I want to hear from you. Through a text or a call, absolutely a phone call. Agree with me, disagree with me. We're going to hear from Dave, too, add some nuance. All for your interaction. 651-461-9226. This show is already much cleaner than it uh, was yesterday with a lot of sex talk from Adam Carter, don't you say? Dave Harrigan? Oh, it was disgusting yesterday. I hated to be here associated with it. I had to take a shower right away after the show. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Hey, Paul Gosar just voted for Kevin McCarthy. Paul Gosar. Whoa, that's one. That was a surprise. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a backer of Paul Gosar. Uh, but that that's probably the biggest uh, shock of all these people who have voted for Kevin McCarthy so far. We're back in moments on the Home of the Wolves, CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Mmm. I think I know our theme. Pretty much wrote itself today, right? Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks at the Big Bank. Is it uh, November 10th? Is that the date? November 10th sounds right. It's November something. I'm not, I got to look it up, but I'm, I believe that's right. Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel at U.S. Bank. Hmm. How can I get tickets? You know the easiest way to get tickets? Listen to this show next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Do I have that right, Dave? 100% right, and you also had the date right. November 10th. November 10th. Saw Billy Joel once with Elton. Thought he stole the show. I was going to see Elton. Billy Joel stole it. Wow, that's big. Love Stevie Nicks. Yeah. This show will give you a chance to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks at U.S. Bank November 10th every single day next week. I'm assuming we're the only show on the planet. We should be the only show on the planet. That has the opportunity. It's true. But this show will give you a chance to see Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, next week. More details coming up. All right, Dave Harrigan. Well, uh, how about this one? I've never seen urinals as fancy as the ones at Stanley's. They look like they came from a palace somewhere. I did not use the bathroom nor- at Stanley's. Yeah. Apparently, I missed out. I, nor did I. I want to go back now. Just to go number one. Yes. Might have made a stop at another location and used uh, the bathroom and had to wait at that place. And that's a nice bathroom, and it's not palace-like. Okay. How ticked off should the folks be in Minneapolis and St. Paul, especially this neighborhood where these these two guys are telling me they're just forgotten. They don't even – Minneapolis doesn't even come there anymore. (laughs) And – are people griping too much about uh, e-learning days? If they can be offered up, I think we should view it as an asset. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. But to sit there and say, let's just go back to how it was before, I think is laughing at the technology we now have available to us. If you're a forgotten neighborhood, that's certainly one thing. That's ludicrous. That's that's yeah. ridiculous and you have absolutely every right to gripe at the city of Minneapolis for that. I I don't know how there hasn't been enough phone calls made for them to get a plow over there since November, if that's truly the case. I, I, do, I, I do think I was a little tired of hearing the complaints, you know, the day after the first part of the storm as the storm was still continuing. 
from folks, you know, in St. Paul and Minneapolis, look, it's kind of, you know, it's it's part of what what you have to endure, I guess, if you live in that part of the town. If you're in a residential area of those large cities, if you're not by a school, if you're not by a major place of business or on a major road, you're going to have to wait. It's it just it just takes time. I don't know why the city of Minneapolis, city of St. Paul, especially with these storms like we endured this week, when it's multiple, multiple inches or over a few days, can you figure out a way to know, contract or just throw a few bucks at you know Joe Schmo with a plow that happens to be on his uh, on his four by four? Say hey. You know, why don't you take care of this street today? Just just move a little snow. You don't have to do the whole thing. Just make a path down the middle. Could you do that for us? No. Joe might come back and say, like, my guy. Did I talk about it on air, off air? But I know I told you guys. My guy, Brian, is also my friend. He went 30 hours without sleeping because he has to cover so many homes. Joe Schmo and Brian and the rest might say, I don't have I don't have room for anybody else. Well, they might point. not. They might not. But you know, I bet there's probably people with pickup trucks living in these neighborhoods with plows that do this work. I mean, they could just put their plow down while they're going to their jobs, right? I think they are. I think this neighborhood I was in was just an example. What about schools? What should happen there? I would make e-learning. I think kind of like you said, make it, you know, make it the students and the parents' choice if they want to do it. You know, nothing graded, nothing that absolutely needs to be done. But for it not to be an option is ridiculous for anyone to complain yes. that right. it shouldn't be. Nobody should be allowed to do e-learning. There's entire schools that are e-learning now. All right. People have figured out a way, obviously, you know, in the public schools when the pandemic hit. Uh, people were learning it on the fly, teachers, staff, students, parents, everybody. But I think they've figured out at least a little bit of something that works. So if you can make it an option, you know, we had our first technically e-learning day this week um, in in my district. My daughter's a kindergartner. We didn't have any, you know, it wasn't like you were meeting the teacher, but they sent home a world worksheet. Hey, just do these things. You don't have to turn anything mm-hmm. in. Yeah. You don't have to send anything back. Everything's fine. But here's just a few ideas for something you can do with mom or dad. Uh, that'll be a little learning, educational, fun stuff, similar to what we'd be doing in school this week. All right, let's get to a few of these texts. We'll pause, get to major. I thought all the latte drinking, Instagram posting hipsters in Northeast work from home. They don't need plow roads, plow roads, just trails <laughs> for the fat tire e-bikes. that's very good there's a limit to how many e-learning days a district may have correct i think that is correct but to say they shouldn't be offered up at all i think we're both in agreement ludicrous send a rod over to northeast minneapolis and have him start shoveling (laughs) uh yesterday minneapolis declared a snow day stay at home online i personally think it should be a snow day means a snow day and like we were kids. Hey, Chad, I, uh, I'm i out there. I was out 51 hours with three and a half hours of sleep, one and a half of that in my truck. These operators need some sleep, and this heavy snow is so hard. 
I get that's part of it. But if like you're an area that <laughs> it's never touched, come on. More text. There's absolutely no excuse for having almost 10 days of partial or full days off in school due to the weather so far this season. 14 inches spread over three days was just a slight inconvenience. No, it was way more than a slight inconvenience. Now the entire city has experienced what the bike lane lobbyists have done to certain neighborhoods in terms of parking. Uh, without e-learning school days, you'll have a lot of makeup days. E-learning counts as a day of school. Major Garrett on why Kevin McCarthy just picked up 13 Never Kevins still appears that he doesn't have it. The only odd part was how many how many individuals just weren't available to vote, so lowering the number down from 218. His interview with Dr. Fauci and what happened two years ago today when Donald Trump sat there and did nothing and he would do the same damn thing if he had the opportunity once again. The great major is minutes away. Mr. Garrett is here. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, sir. This has happened here in the last hour or so. 14 Republicans who were never Kevin, flipped to McCarthy on the 12th ballot. There are still seven mm-hmm. holdouts. Biggs, mm-hmm. Boebert, Crane, Gates, Rosendale, Good, and Harris. Let's be honest. Biggs, Boebert, and Gates. Better chance they vote for Major Garrett than they are going to vote <laughs> for Kevin yeah. McCarthy. They're just never going to vote for him. Because 14 just flipped. Does this make do, do you now believe Kevin McCarthy at some point eventually will be the Speaker of the House? That's still unclear, Chad. And one thing I need to let you know is I may not be able to go a second segment today because I may need to anchor some special report coverage in and around this starting a little bit after two Eastern. So let me just you got it. put that apology on the table uh, up front. So momentum matters in politics always, and forward momentum infinitely better than negative or backwards momentum. And for the first time, McCarthy has forward momentum. What was the price of that? We still don't know. There are rumblings that there were representations made about uh, a select committee to investigate this and that and putting members who were not in the Kevin McCarthy camp on that committee or giving them uh, larger roles in that. We don't know, but the rest of the Kevin McCarthy part of the Republican conference for the moment appears satisfied and only wants to get him across the finish line. But with these holdouts, these seven that you identified, he's going to have to whittle them down by at least half. And what more can he give away? What more can he concede? What more of the speakership power that he used to possess can he further dilute? And let me give you this metaphor. I've been trying to think about an adequate metaphor. All right, let's suppose you're a general contractor and you're going to build a house. And you have your plumber, your electrician, and all of your specialists. And then you have three gophers. All the gophers do is grab stuff for all the experts. Essentially, what the Republicans have been doing all this week is finding a parking place at Home Depot. That's it. And the speaker vote is... How much wood are we going to buy? Yeah. And if you're a speaker and you're the general contractor, you make all the decisions 
about what pace do you build, what do you build first, which expert does what. No, no. You're now ceding all that authority to your three gophers. They're the ones who are in charge. That's the best metaphor I can come up with, which means if you have gophers in charge of building a house, that house may not be very strong, structurally sound, or even something that can take a light breeze in the springtime. That's sort of what I think the larger macro interpretation of all this wrangling and paralysis, even if it gets resolved, this is going to be a very brittle House Republican majority. And this process, I don't believe, even though the detractors say this is going to make us stronger, I don't believe that's true. I believe it's going to make them weaker because it's going to create more and more tripwires where the gophers are telling the general contractor how to build the house, and they don't know how to do it. The holdouts, they they are not the first to look at election results and pay no attention to it. But when Republicans ended up winning the House, which absolutely matters, but they didn't Mm -hmm. come close to the totals that you and I expected throughout most of the summer, when Mm -hmm. Kevin McCarthy could have looked at these seven and said, I don't need you. But so much of the country, so many center-right Republicans said, I'm not changing. I'm still a Republican. But you're in the nonsense wing. You're in the conspiracy wing. You're in the wing, and we're going to talk January 6th just a little bit. You're in the wing that still thinks that was a tourist day. We want no part of you. These seven don't care about the results. In fact, they think if more people would have bought into their nonsense, the results would have been even better, and there's zero proof of that. Yes, exactly. Now, Scott Perry, who just converted to McCarthy, wants to be part of the reasonable caucus. Look at the January 6th investigation. Yes. The FBI seized his cell phone because he was in rapid, regular communication with the White House all the way up until the end about ways to create phony electors, to block the January 6th certification process by which Congress is only there to count the electoral votes. He was lock, stock, and barrel in overturning the results of a peaceful presidential election. And now he wants to count himself among the reasonable caucus. I mean, it is not lost, I don't think, on very many Americans that on this second anniversary of January 6th, the most traumatic day of internal domestic terrorism perpetrated against the United States Congress since the Civil War, we don't have a functioning House of Representatives because some of the holdouts were advocates and in the aftermath, apologists for that attack on the Capitol. 100% 100% right. The, the, the timing of what is happening today and two years after, you perfectly stated it. We'll get to that at the end. Let's talk about the takeout, uh, the podcast, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, which you can hear right here on CCO. You sat down with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Have not listened mm-hmm. to it yet. Will later today. Mm-hmm. We've, we've watched Dr. Fauci. We've heard Dr. Fauci so long. What approach did you take which was different with Dr. Fauci today? What new information did you glean? So this is the fourth or fifth time that we've had Dr. Fauci on the takeout. I think he's the most frequent visitor we've ever had to the takeout podcast and takeout show microphone. because he's been Four so more times than me, by the way. This, hmm. Yeah, this important conversation. We had him once before the pandemic and then 
uh, three times during it, and now his first interview since leaving government service after nearly four decades. And the approach I took was, what's the science, and what are the things that you want to say to some of your most visible detractors? I said, what do you have to say to Elon Musk? I give you an open microphone, Dr. Fauci. Elon Musk said on Twitter, which he now owns, you should be prosecuted, going so far as to say that's, our, that are his, that's his pronouns now. My pronouns are prosecute Fauci. He said, I've got nothing to say to him. Nothing. But he said, misinformation and disinformation are no less dangerous than they've always been. But I've got nothing to say to Elon Musk. And I don't know what he's up to. And I think it's unfortunate. I said, are you still getting death threats? Yes, I am. Do you think those things are unrelated? No, I don't. I asked him about what happened on Twitter Monday night after the Buffalo Bills safety, mm-hmm. Demar Hamlin, collapsed on the field. And within 20 minutes on Twitter, if you were there, as I was, what did you begin to see, Chad? Everywhere. Oh, got to be the vaccine. Yep. Got to be the vaccine. And I said, what do you do with that? He goes, with, with certitude, Major. Pe- with people knew it right away yeah. with no proof. He goes, no proof. He said, all I can tell you is in that space, it troubles me. I said, it's got to more than trouble you, Dr. Fauci. Come on, you don't need to mince words anymore. He goes, no, it horrifies me because that scares people away from something I know. And the data show over and over because it's been used so effectively and so safely. This can save people's lives or protect them from hospitalization. And instant, almost instantly, almost instantly, that disinformation, if not floods the zone, begins to improve. Impose itself on the zone, otherwise known as Twitter. So we had a conversation about that. I asked him about the Wuhan lab, laboratory, uh, virology lab, and all the gain of function questions that his detractors use most regularly against him. I asked him, "Are you reluctant to appear before Congress?" No, I'll tell them anything. I've got nothing to hide. I said, "Have you gotten a lawyer?" He said, "I've gotten a lawyer to be prepared for that, but I know what I did, and I know how I did it, and I know why I did it, and I can defend all of it." So we tried to cover as many bases as possible. You wrote a tremendous book called The Big Truth, Upholding Democracy in the Age of the Big Lie. That was based on what happened throughout the 2020 election and the lies told by Donald Trump and his acolytes. Today is two years after, as you said, this attack when individuals um, addled by lies, I mean, just filled with lies and just taking it up like a great tortilla soup and thinking it's the greatest thing ever and believing this and went there with violence to try to stop an election. And it's a brilliant book and people should read it. I put out a tweet today on it. In the end, I said, if the same circumstances happen, I think Donald Trump would do the exact same thing, Major. I think he would lie about it. And on this day, when it was unfolding right now, And he sat in a room watching it on TV and by all accounts, loved it, enjoyed it, didn't pay any attention to calls from his family, from his allies Mm -hmm. to condemn it. I think he would do the exact same thing. There's no evidence to suggest otherwise, Chad. There's nothing. There's nothing a part of his record. There's nothing a part of the way he's talked about it subsequently. There is nothing that would suggest any retrospective reinterpretation of what he did or what he said in motion. Zero. Zero. And that's why Liz Cheney on the committee said, I will do everything in my power to prevent him from 
ever being elected to federal office because she doesn't detect. And I don't even think people close to former President Trump, none I've talked to have ever said, you know, he's really gone through a, a process. He's really come to grips with this. And someday he's going to talk about that. There's never been an inkling that that's occurred or will occur. And I think that's part of the way to measure anyone's fitness for high office. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Padre Great, Nate Colbert. Appreciate the visit. Yeah. I'll be uh, checking you out on TV. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, man. Major yeah. Garrett with us. A little shorter because he's about to go on uh, CBS and talk about what's taking place with 14 Never Kevin switching their vote. McCarthy doesn't get enough, and he still has seven. He needs to convince uh, four of those to switch. And you know, Bobert, Gates, and Biggs will not be switching. Yes or no? If Donald Trump was presented with the exact same situation, would he do anything different? Nothing. No. I don't think he would do anything different. Yes, he would do something different, or no, he would do the same exact thing. Let me know through a text what you think. 651-461-9226. That is the Linda's Construction Time Check. Time to get a free heat map analysis. To see where your home is using and losing energy. Would Donald Trump do anything different two years after an attack, an insurrection, based on nothing but lies, no facts at all, nothing proven in court? Try to stop it. Try to stop the results with violence. Among the texts, another love fest between Chad and Major G slamming the right. No, the far right. And then the opportunists and the narcissists who are in on this for themselves. Donald Trump wasn't a Republican. Donald Trump doesn't believe in the Republican Party. He believed in an opportunity. All of a sudden, he's a big evangelical. He loves the Bible. Oh, yeah, sure. Yes, he would do things differently. Like all criminals who commit multiple criminal acts, he would do a better job covering his tracks. I don't think so. I just, I think he wanted to be just as overt about it as possible and doesn't think he did anything wrong. Please, please keep this MF or out of politics. Nothing would change. Thank you. Nope. Nothing about Trump's responses would change today. He is incapable. Yes, he would do something different. He rarely repeats anything. Doesn't mean it would be better, but it definitely would not be the same. I differ. I think he he's, believes by repeating what he has done, he's led this remarkable life. The only thing the former guy would do differently in 2024 than 2020 is to take steps to make sure he was successful. No, because he does not have the ability to reflect and adjust his actions on anything. And the last one, no, hell no, he wouldn't change. Do not forget. Monday through Friday, next week, the big concert announced today. Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks, not today, but every day next week, you will have a chance to win a pair of tickets to see this show with two Rock and Roll Hall of Famers at U.S. Bank. 
November 10th. Among the fun next hour, Am I Wrong? With Dave Harrigan at 135 on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 